But um, well, should be able to hear you now. Beautiful. Can you hear me okay? That's I can, mate. I've got Jake to set this all up. I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> Here he is. Well, that even brings me Good, lads. How are you doing, Jake? You all right, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Looks like you've got a proper studio, mate. Well, this is this is like the broom cupboard. I'm the Harry Potter of my house, mate. This is like a, a broom cupboard that I've just sort of done up. <laughs> um, are you all right if we just, like, we had a wee chat, didn't we? I, I better look at the camera here. We had a, a wee chat at the California Superbike School, so we sort of got to know each other there. But apart from that, we've never met, have we? So how about we just crack on now and, um, you know, just start the podcast and see where we go? Yeah, perfect, mate. Sounds good, good to me. Nice one. Do you have a tipple of choice for the evening? Oh, I have, mate. See, I'm a, uh, a left A man. Good man. Right, Slange, let's get these open. <laughs> Excuse us, folks. Beat you, to, beat you to it. It is so... Oh, you already started. <laughs> it is so hot. I've just took the Thank dog you. for a walk. My God, it's over 30 degrees here. I took the dog for a walk and she just could not be arsed. I tell you. <laughs> she can wait to get home. She's lie on the floor. <laughs> right, um, Peter, right. You, God, what's the best way of, of saying this? Basically, we met at California Superbike School, as we've already chatted about, uh, and you and another family sort of got together and created uh, a racing team called Zipped Up Racing, didn't you? And that's specifically to try and help um, youth talent, youth racing talent within the, the UK motorcycle sector get into racing. Like a, a reasonably good level. Is that about right? That, yeah, that it? sounds about right. Yeah, definitely. Um, Go on, now, mate. So, we, well, well, on a personal level, so I, I've rode bikes for probably around nine years, and you know, I've been your average track day warrior. Um, something I've always wanted to do is racing. Um, mm -hmm. And I've always tried to get my son into motorbikes from the age of four. And unfortunately for me, uh, he had no interest. <laughs> oh no, you're kidding! <laughs> he um, he'd entertain his dad, and he'd come out and he'd ride, but um, he had no interest of um, learning more, progressing more, basically. Right. Um, but I stuck with it, and and I wish I was him back in the day because uh, the, the boy was sport right, and he's had every bike going. Um, but it took basically till the age of fifteen for it to actually click with him. And um, wow. he came to watch me actually messing around on a go-kart track on a minibike um, and said, Dad, can I have a go? So it was his first time on tarmac. So we'd always done off-road stuff and dirt bike stuff, but it first time on tarmac. And he just took to it like a dream, basically. So it cost me a lot of money straight off the cuff. <laughs> buying a couple of bikes um but we didn't we didn't mess around we um we entered the british minibike championship straight away basically so if yeah. we're going to do it we're going to do it properly um so we chucked him into it uh he was on the 140 class which is basically all adults uh at this time he just turned 15 um and bless him he rode his socks off he learned so much um and he finished 16th overall in the in the class which, which was amazing life. for his first year um, so this is, yeah, what you were getting onto about two families. Um, when we first went to the British minibike scene, um, we parked up next to a, a lovely family. They were in a, a big old race truck um, 
and we got we got friendly and chatting with them and sat up and had a barbecue and stuff. And um, really funny story that um, if you ever speak to them, um, it, it's Barry and Haley, and Haley will tell you that basically they don't own their own house. Um, Barry decided to use their deposit for the house to buy a race truck. So (laughs) it's an ongoing, it's an an ongoing saga, but, um, yeah, it's brilliant. They, they absolutely live for racing. They've got two boys, um, and they, and they absolutely love racing. And that's where the name of the team came from. The two boys had already had this name developed. They already had this idea of a race team, um, and basically with me and my son coming along, uh, we just made it happen. Um, they'd had plans uh, to basically take their boy, Nathan Ellis Ward, um, to Bemsey because Bemsey do a pre-teen class. So it's the only place or only club that did a pre-teen class, basically, and you can ride an Ninja 300. Mm-hmm. So they were two years away at this point, and they've been saving to purchase a bike and take him to go racing. Um I'd watch this boy and this boy's got some talent. Uh, and I said, I said to Barry that if you wait, it'll be too late. Um, we need to go now. I said, I'm taking Jake. Let's take Nelly. Let's do it together. And we'll, we'll bring your dream to life basically. Um, so that's what we did. So that's where the, the zipped up racing um, team wow. name uh, and f- was formed. Basically, we basically brought their dream to life and, it's blown me away. We would, I would never have, have thought like we're in our second year now, but when we first started, things would have developed and grown so big, basically. Um, and I, I believe it's only because of the vision we have to help the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it literally has blown us away. Um, but that's how that's how we started. And and little Nathan knows what I'll be. It, it might come across very rude, but he's my little superstar. And he was my little fat kid. So basically, you're watching these motorbikes, you're watching them race. This little chunky boy was flying around doing things on a motorbike that shouldn't be possible for his size and weight. Yeah. Um, and he blow he absolutely blew me away. Um, and the kid has so much determination and talent, is unbelievable. If you knew him from when I met him and you knew him today you'd think he's a different person because of his drive and ability. He's lost all his weight. He's super fit. And his goal is to be at the top, basically. And, but him and my son, uh, basically people think they're brothers. Um, they hit it off and they ride in style. They ride in sync. And I mean, my son's moved up now to the 600 class, but when they were on the bikes together, you couldn't tell them apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've helped each other progress along the way, which is really nice as well. But um, yeah, from that, just from that little bit of a story, that is where the team is developed from, really. Um, I've got to say, when 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 I saw you at, at Cadwell, I was up doing levels. I've got videos coming on these eventually, folks. I've I just I've got so months months worth of, of footage to get through, but there are a couple of vids coming from level three and level four of California Superbike School, and that's where I met Peter. I mean, that little team that you've got. It's as tight as you'd like. These 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 kids off the bike are just like normal kids, aren't they? They're laughing and joking and getting up to mischief. You put them out on the circuit. Uh, well, I mean, they were going by me, no problem whatsoever. But you you couldn't pick them apart from from like the other top level racers that were out on the circuit. They're phenomenal, weren't they? 
Yeah, yeah, they are. And it's what they've learned riding them 300s. They can carry so much corner speed yeah. that you forget. I mean, when they first went out, I followed them on my 750. And honestly, it blew me away how much corner speed they can carry. I, I forgot a couple of times that I needed to break for the corner because I was following <laughs> them. Um, <laughs> but no, that their ability is amazing, especially when, when, when you look at them out on the track compared to adult racers, people that have been doing it for years, you can't tell the difference. They, um, yeah, they're, they're, they've got something, they've got some talent. And, and I think that's why we developed it because we could see this, mm-hmm. um, we, we could see the talent basically. Um, but the other thing for me is a uh, part of the team is, I mean, we've, I've been around it and I've seen it and, Motor racing is all about money these days. And yeah. our team's totally the opposite. So we've made it our mission basically to be helping people that don't have the funds to throw at it and you know give all the fancy stuff and help them along the way. We we are completely grassroots. Um, and to me, the rider has more passion, the family behind it has more passion and drive. Yeah. Um, and it means so much more. So that's that's the main thing behind the Zipto Racing team was the vision to help these kids get to where they, they want to be um, and give them a chance because without people like us and if they don't have the money to put up front, they wouldn't get the help and mm-hmm. the chance to do what they're doing. So the whole team is developed to, to find riders with talent, not with money, not with funds. That is not paying for everything. We we just want to help and give them a path. So eventually we will have a path from the British Minibot School or Fab Racing um, to Bemsey and they'll ride in, in the Junior Kawasaki Green Team Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, um, we will be having our own BSV team as well. So that's You're something exciting. No, that's something exciting that we're just putting in the process together now and our Jeez. first rider is stepping up to BSB next year. So, yeah, so, wow. so the, the plan the plan is all coming together slowly. Um, I, so we've got- I, 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 Hang on a minute, Peter. Hang on, hang on. Chrissy, Dom, get this geezer on Chasing the Racing. <laughs> if you're listening, get this geezer on Chasing the Racing. This is stunning. Right, I'm, yeah, I'm going to message them and tell them to watch this. I'd love to speak to Chrissy and Dom. I listen to them all the time. They're brilliant guys. Uh, and, and Dom's done quite, quite a bit of British mini bike uh, riding mm. in our time as well. But um, yeah, so that was the plan. Um, it's progressed so quick. We've, we've done one year, basically, at Benz. This is our second year. Um, and already one of our riders is at a level where we're pro- progressing, basically, to, to the BSB, to the Junior Championship. So we'll be taking our rider, young Max Hardy, basically, to BSB. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we're just sorting out the booking, uh, getting him a wild card for the last round of the BSB at Brands GP. So, oh, um, wow. yeah, watch watch this space. <laughs> oh, mate, that's mint. Um, for, now, I, I, I've had the odd racer on here before, but predominantly uh, this podcast is it's all about people who... People who've got a story to tell that fits in with my mantra of live your life. And obviously bikes bikes feature heavily in that, but it's not specifically racing focused. So for anyone who's not familiar with BEMSI, what is BEMSI? Could you explain to people what level so, that BEMSI is? So you could almost say BEMSI is the next step down from BSB. So there are other championships as well. Um, we decided to go with BEMSI just because they had a pre-teen championship. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and young, young Nathan Ellis Wards won that pre-teen championship in that first year at Ventum. So, um, yeah, we've definitely made the right decision to go with Benzie. Um, and they are absolutely phenomenal. If anybody wants to get into riding, uh, second to none, the club is amazing. They're so helpful. So just to, uh, to put into perspective, we contacted Benzie. Um, there's a lady called uh, uh, Tracy and, and a guy, Mike Dummett, basically, who run Benzie. Um, we contacted them and said, look, this is what we're looking at doing. We'd like to bring our two boys across next year. Um, can we get some information? They were absolutely amazing. Sent us some tickets to the last round of the year and said, come along, come and meet us in the office. We'll take you along the garages, speak to people in the class, get a feel for it, ask advice. Um, they just guided us everywhere, basically. And we, and we got to watch the whole day and see how it developed and um, what was also was quite good was um, young Nelly's uh, mom Haley. She was dead worried about stepping up to the the big bikes, mm-hmm. mainly because it's faster. They're still kids, and when they crash, yeah, they crash. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that was a that was a big worry. Um, and the particular weekend it was was raining and very windy, and there were some big in- incidents at Brands Hatch. Um, one in particular uh, at Paddock over the hill, a guy Ooh. come off through really fast through the gravel, hit the barriers, ended up actually hanging in the fence. Yeah. Um, and the team were amazing. So within two minutes, there was two or three doctors with him. He was out of the fence. The the, the padded fence was repaired. The gravel was repaired. With, within 10, 15 minutes, the track was backed as it was. Mm-hmm. The guy was full medical care over to the med bay all sorted like um no life-threatening injuries um and and the track was back open and running so for that literally put into perspective for Haley, that this is the safest place in the world absolutely really. yeah if, yeah if you are if, if you guys are all road riders if you have an incident on the road you've got to wait for that ambulance to mm-hmm. get to you you don't get a doctor in that ambulance um where on the racetrack is totally the opposite We've got two or three doctors at the scene instantly. Yeah. yeah. Um, the medical coverage is is second to none. It's amazing. It's probably it, I would say it's it's one of the best. Yeah, definitely. So that 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 put um that put a massive confidence basically in all <laughs> of us. Um because they are still kids, and especially Nelly. Nelly was 12 at the time we moved to Benzie. Um so 12, to put him on a, going into Benzie. 12, 12 years old, first round at Brands Hatch, yeah. Hiya. I'm kind of whispering, folks, because it's 7 a.m. here. <laughs> so uh, I don't, and it's so hot already. I don't want to wake my neighbours up by me shouting down the microphone. Apologies for interrupting, folks, but we've got to do some sponsor readouts. We are sponsored, as always, by Enov. Now, Enov sponsor the podcast and also the main Teapot One channel. They specialise in uh, dash cam systems, autonomous dash cam systems for motorbikes, any vehicles really. Uh, they have the dual K series, K3 and K5, which is front camera and rear camera. K3 is all 1080, K5 is the flagship 4K front 1080 rear. All their systems are totally autonomous. Once they're set up and wired into your bike, the second you turn on the ignition, they start recording. Uh, They detect any sudden movement through like a a G-force sensor that's built in. Uh, And if they do detect anything like that, such as a collision, an impact, any sudden movement, acceleration, deceleration, then they automatically lock those files and they they are sort of protected on your SD card. 
they have parking modes on them, so even when you park your bike up and move away, your bike is still protected. They have external microphones, so you can even vlog with them, which I've done. My California Superbike vids, they're all filmed on the track with the in-off system because you're not allowed to wear helmet-mounted uh, GoPros and things like that on track anymore here in the UK. They're fantastic bits of kit, folks. Primarily, they are insurance uh, purposes. You know, they're there for insurance purposes. But I would say the quality of the front camera, especially on the K5, you know, I still integrate some of that into some of my vids over on the main Teapot One channel. Personally, I love having the peace of mind knowing that that I'm covered on the bike should anything happen. I've had it in the past and uh, I wish I'd had these systems on my bike then. Check out the link down below in the show notes or if you're watching the video, have a look at the vid description. There's a link there to Inov. Click that, it is a referral link which lets them know you've come from me. It helps me hopefully keep them as sponsors. And if you use the code TEAPOT, T-E-A-P-O-T, you'll get 5% off of all Inov and Techologic cameras. Yeah, <laughs> so he was 12 and Jake was 15 and the boys just took to it. It was absolutely fantastic. Amazing. So, yeah, so, Be so BEMS is a really good club to get started with. Um, and the Green Team Championship, which is supported by Kawasaki, is is absolutely fantastic. Um, they can't have you enough. On the Friday, they give instructors, they teach the kids, they give them, show them the lines. We get track walks on a Friday night with an instructor. Um, yeah, you, you couldn't ask for more, basically. Yeah. It, it, it's really good. If, if you want to get into racing, it's the place to be. Sounds a great setup, um, Peter. Just I need to address this. I don't know if it's if it's just my side, but your video your video sort of fluttering and flickering yeah, periodically. Um, folks, if you're watching the video, bear with us. The sound is coming through fine to me. If you listen to the podcast, you'll not it's notice the this. Video. Yeah, it's just a shit camera. Uh, okay. Jake, my son's saying it's just the camera. <laughs> all right, no worries. It, it's all right, mate. It's no problem. But just, just yeah. so folk know, it's not your computer. It is actually at this end. But uh, yeah. bear with us; we'll be fine. No. Um, so, what sort of, what's the youngest sort of age then that that kids get involved in in the racing with you guys? Well, it was twelve, um, but there was a few incidents like worldwide um, last year where uh, sadly there was, a, there was a few youngsters that had passed away from riding incidents. Yeah. Um, so the age limit changed this year, basically. So now it's, it's 13. Um, officially, you can't race on an MSV track in, until you're 13, basically. Yeah. Um, which, will, which also sort of brings me onto the lines of um, where we met the California Superbike School. Yeah. Um, that's something we we worked with uh, with them basically to to be able to put these young youngsters on the track and learn in a in a safe school environment basically mm -hmm. on the MSV tracks because the the problem you've got is when you go racing at a young age um, they can't there's there's no practice you can't go and do a track day um, until you're 16 basically oh yeah um, God. so yeah. Yeah, so at 13, you're getting no experience of these tracks. So you basically get a Friday practice, and you qualify Saturday morning, you get two races on a Saturday and two races on Sunday, and that's it. You've got no way of learning anything to do with these tracks at a young age. Wow. So, so uh, sort, of, sort of where the vision came from um, behind the team as well, because... We, we all had this, this vision that if you want to get into racing at a young age and be at a high level, 
if you look at a lot of the British riders, they all went off to Spain at 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah. And they all done a ride and a train in Spain because the limitations aren't the same. Um, oh, is that is that why? It's because they can actually get on the track at the young age? A uh, younger age, yeah. Oh. So that that's that that's a problem we, we seem to have over here. Um and 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 exactly the first time I went to the California Super Sports School and, and met Gary and Jane and mm-hmm. they asked me about my riding and, and what I do, and, and that's where I brought up the the team and told them the story I've just told you and said, you know, it'd be lovely if you guys could do something like this in the UK where we could put 13 year olds on track and you could teach them what they need to know. Because the the biggest problem I I see in the UK is if kids want to go racing, they get thrown straight into racing and basically they enter at race pace and they have to, all they know is to go fast and try and win. Yeah, um, and there's bound to be incidents then, isn't there? Exactly. There's no there's no skill or knowledge behind it, really. Um, so this this is where the conversation with the school was absolutely fantastic. And I say it'd be amazing if, if you could get youngsters on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, not not necessarily racers, but people that actually would like to get into motorcycle. Um, because th- there's nowhere to learn at that age. Mm. Um, you know, we, you can go and buy a minibike and go on the go-kart tracks, but there's nobody advising you. Um, it's just, you know, get on and go as fast as you can. Yeah. So to learn these skills, um, there isn't anything. So after speaking with Gary and Jane and, and all having the similar vision, they, um, they decided to take it on upon themselves and, and contact and, uh, work with MSV and, and get through and see if they can sort insurances out and things and, we put a really heartfelt email together about the team and where we feel it would help and help bring our youngsters through. Um, and a year later, well, as you saw at Cadwell Park, was the first event where 13-year-olds were allowed on an MSV track under a um, school environment. And Was that the first one? I didn't realise that. Yeah, so that was the first ever one. It took a year, basically, to mm. um, to get to that stage, batting back and forth and... What, why is that? Do you think is it is it is it bureaucracy? Is it nerves? Is it no, uh, like nobody wanting to actually make that decision? I'm going to say insurance is probably one of the big things. Yeah, um, you know because they are kids at the end of the day. Um, uh, yeah, I would I would probably say the main issue is going to be down to insurance and mm. do MSV do want to take the responsibility, um, but. As it's a school environment, you ride at 75%, as you know, everything's slowed down. They're not there to race. They're not there to put themselves or anyone else in danger. So it is a school environment. So I would say that's one of the only reasons why um, it's progressed this way. And um, Gary and Jane that win the Super Bowl School, as you know, absolutely amazing. Um, They've ticked all the boxes. Um, They just put on such an amazing day. And um for me really um it's how how the day runs is they slow everything down mm. um so our when our when our team went there they weren't there to race they weren't there to to go as fast as they can around the track or use it as a practice day the skills that they they basically learned would would to be slowed down and learn at 75 percent of their their ability Mm-hmm. and it it does work it really does well you, you know I saw you out on track you were flying yeah. by the end of the day <laughs> I, I, tell, I tell you I, I've done 
Like I'm not endorsed by California Superbike School at all. Um, Gary and Jane have become mates now because I've done uh, well four sessions there now. Um, but it's without shadow of a doubt, it's the best. It is the best race tuition available in the UK at the moment to to Joe Blogs to to just a member of the public. You pay your money, you turn up, and you do it. It's brilliant, and as you said, they break it all down into small little incremental incremental chunks, don't you? And the yeah. biggest thing for me is like level four was held as the holy grail, wasn't it? You got to do levels one, two, and three to to progress through you know, your your skill levels. You get to level four and then, you know, if you wanted, you could do 10,000 level fours because level four literally breaks down. It's one-on-one almost and they break your riding right down to, right, uh, is it your turn in? Is it your vision? Is it your body position? Which is the main issue that they identify and you identify initially in a consultation phase? They break that down and then you don't move from that until you've sorted it. And then once that's sorted, okay, this is the next thing that you work on. So like I finished level three thinking, Valentino Rossi here, no problems. You know, I've had the money and lost a bit of timber. We could make a go of this. And then you do level four and go, I can't ride. <laughs> you just, you've got to build it back up again. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I loved it. Genuinely loved it. And I'm looking forward to editing the video for you folks. So you can see what level three is and then what level four is. And hopefully we'll do more level fours and carry it on. Yeah, yeah. Well, Morrison's done exactly the same. He's completed all level up to level yeah. four, and yeah. he's done level four numerous times now. And the, the fact that you, like you say, you can go back and you can say what you feel you want mm. to work on, or the coaches can tell you what they think you need to work on, and and that's what you work on throughout the day. And it's it, it's brilliant. It's really honing them skills in. Yeah, um, definitely. It, yeah, it really is really good. good. It really good. So, but it, so go on, go on, apologies. Sorry. Go what, on. What, what, I was, what I was going to say was going back to um, the kids in the UK basically just getting thrown on a track and, and, and going out there to race. Where, where for us, what the school did for us was giving them an actual knowledgeable understanding of how the bike works, how the rider should work on the bike mm. uh, with, with the track basically and putting it all together by slowing it down. So that for me is one it'll help it, it will help the rider understand what's what the bike's doing underneath them um but they can put everything they learn from the school into any any aspect of riding that they do makes no difference what what you do even if you did flat track motocross it everything they teach there you can apply to any aspect of riding and mm. you know you know yourself touring and things like that you you it does help. It really yeah, no, does the absolutely. little things they teach. Yeah, definitely, I mean, definitely. It's 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 physics and bike mechanics at the end of the day, isn't it? A lot of it, and um, that that's as applicable on the road as it is off as it is on the track at times. It's just different levels, obviously. Um, right. So, team zipped up racing. How? I'm going to say how how does someone qualify for that? But obviously, it's not a case of people qualify and then you come. But like, say say there's a parent guardian or a youngster out there that's listening or watching to this, uh, watching this, and and you know they think either I've got a talent, I really want to go for this, or this kid this kid really has something. What what would they do to get in touch with you? Yeah, well, and would just, you take just them? get. Wow. So, so this is, this is the interesting thing. So um, this is how we've grown so big. People have seen what we do. And the main thing that what we do is we keep it fun because they are kids. 
Um, so it has to stay. It, we have to keep that kid level um, and we have to keep it fun, even though what they do on the track is dead serious and they're putting their lives yeah. at risk. Yeah. We still keep that fun side of it. And that's what the whole team's about. Um, so because of this, we have had a lot of interest at, over this year and a half of people wanting to, to be a part of the team, basically. Um, if that was the case, you know, we'd need like five or six garages. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah. wants to be a, be a part of it because we keep it, because we do keep it fun, but we also help the kids with every element that they need for on the track. Um, so getting involved, um, ideally we, we sort of select the riders, but as a team, we're there to help everyone. So um, to put into perspective at the last round of Benzie, um, there was a, a young lad and, he, and his dad sent our direction from the Bermsey race office um, to go and see the team. They'll point you in the right direction. They'll help you with any advice. And that's exactly what we're, we're there for. The, the, our main point really was when we joined Bermsey, it's quite scary to go mm. from a small minibike co-karting track to a huge race circuit with yeah. kids. It's quite scary. It really is. And, and it's also why I never started racing because it's, it's the unknown. You do not mm. know what to expect. Um, so we'd done a year. We knew the ins and outs of everything. And we felt like what we wanted to do was give the opportunity to two youngsters every single year to come through and join our team, basically. Take that, that scariness away, speak to them at the minibike tracks and, and say that we're there. So you can turn up. You're going to have a team there that will help support you, already has knowledge of tracks, gearing, bike setup, things like that, which takes all the the worst bit away of joining a, a race club, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's a, so, so that was a big part of the team, and, and that's what we've continued on. We want to help people, um, and we do. Like anything goes on in the paddock, if we can help, we help. We'll, we'll jump on and help repair someone's bike or, or something like that. But... Um, no, it, our, our plan is to, to bring more youngsters through. At the minute, we've got quite a full team this year. Um, How many but, have you got now then? Uh, so we've got young Nathan Ellis Ward. Um, he's, in fact, I've made a little list now. So he's age 13 now, Nelly is. Uh, we've got my son, Jake Marsh, who's 17, who's just jumped from a 400 straight to a 600. So that's been a an interesting challenge uh, mm-hmm. to jump straight out of that. Um, Jake, Jake was... Jake was uh, Jake was in Ad- your class. Adwell. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Overtook me class. many times. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got Jake, and then we've got someone a little bit different. So I'll I'll tell the story about this. We've got we've got a guy called Nigel Franklin. So Nigel Franklin is seventy two years old. Um. So when we the story behind Nigel is when we joined Bemsey, completely new to it. We were always there watching the boys and Nigel was always either on the paddock wall or on the fence or somewhere watching. So Nigel's are the half works for part of Benzie and, and, and Nigel helps out Benzie as well. But Nigel was a racer for years for, with Benzie um, and he was always on the fence and he offered myself and Barry, um, would we mind if he gave our boys some advice? He said, I can see them. They're absolutely trying their hardest mm. and they're crashing all the time because they're trying their hardest. Um, would you mind me giving some advice? He said, I do it every year. The start of the season, I look for some young talent and offer my, basically my knowledge wow. and advice. 
Um, and, it, and he blew us away. He, he's, you would never think this guy was 72. He's like a spring in a box, I'm telling you. He is <laughs> absolutely mad. But what he what he did with our boys was amazing. So, you know, he gave them confidence. He helped them with circuit knowledge. Um, and he just became like a, a mentor, basically, um, which was brilliant. Uh, so we made him part of our team. We kitted him out in T-shirts, everything. Um, and at the end of the year at presentation, we sat around the table and Nigel said, I want to be a part of the team. So we all we all said, you are part of the team, Nigel. Uh, he said, no, I want to dig my leathers out and I want to ride as part Brilliant. of the team. We thought he was joking, but clearly not because he's riding this year. And yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. He's still got some skills, <laughs> he, he, um, but it's great. He's out there. What he loves is actually being out there doing it with the boys. Um, that, that, that's 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 his. He just comes in with a huge smile, and the boys see that. Everybody sees that. It, it's what we're about. You have to be enjoying it. Absolutely. Um, There's no point, is there? There's no point if you're not enjoying it. It's like what you said. Make it fun. Keep the uh, you know they are youngsters, but everyone wants to do it because initially it's the it's the adrenaline rush, isn't it? It's the fun that you get from it, and that can go. It's like any any competition in life. Once you add competition into it, things get serious, don't they? But and you almost you can lose the passion. So to keep you need to keep it fun. Absolutely, it's no different than anything. what I do for a living now, making these vids for YouTube, for yeah. there was a while there where it, 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 I just lost focus on it all. And it's like, I've got to create content. I've got to create content. And you lose the passion for it. And you have yeah. to find that again to, to actually, you know, to realize, hang on a minute, you know, I, I started doing yeah. this because it's fun. Let's get the fun yeah. back. Let's start enjoying it again. Yeah, the fun. It is. And it's exactly that. And, and yeah. every time our riders go out, you know, we ask them what the most important thing is. And, and we always say to smile, make sure Brilliant. you're smiling. And, uh, you know, it just puts you in a completely different attitude when you're on that track. Definitely. So we've got Nigel. Uh, we've got young Zach Weston that's just joined. Um, he's he's age 13, same as Nelly. Now, Zach took a little bit of a different path to the others. Zach actually went from the mini bike straight to British Talent Cup. So Zach's already been at BSB in the British Talent Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 just touching that by keeping it fun is the main reason why he's came back down to um, to club level. Um, oh wow! Because the the fun wasn't there. Mm-hmm. It's very serious. And when and when they're kids, you know, there's a lot of pressure on them. And um, and unfortunately, he did have quite a bad um, a quite incident at um, Snetterton and and rode his bike off then. Oh. Uh, which yeah cost cost his dad our money to repair, um, and that's how we got in touch. So I spoke to his dad and I said, you know, our next round of Benzy is at Snetterton. I said, oh, I've got my bull's old bike. If you'd like him to come and ride it, I said, you know, that might build his confidence um, to get back out on the track a little bit, a little bit more at that particular track. So yeah, they came, they came, they borrowed the bike, they rode with the, with, with the team, and they had that much fun and. Uh, quote from his mom and dad was um what you guys are doing is, is what racing is all about and you know we want to be a part of it so yeah so they, they basically um joined the team this year and and young zach is absolutely flying at the moment awesome, so dude. um yeah so that's a really cool story and and, and it all relates to what we were just saying keeping it fun definitely um, so so for, for for your um uh riders 
in zipped up racing at the Bemsey level, whether you're 13 or whether you're 72, do you all just ride together? Is it, is it yeah, just purely so, depending on the class of the bike? So the particular class that they ride in the, um, the green team cup, um, there's a senior and a junior class in the same race. They all right. race together in the same race, in the same race, but there is, wow. there, there are championships and overalls basically. So Nigel is on the track with the kids and that's why he did it because he absolutely loves the fact that he can go on there and, and also that he's given them advice for a year and now they're giving him advice because he's on the track and they're helping yeah. him go yeah. faster. So it's, it's such a, such a cool thing that they, you know, roles have reversed and <sighs> our kids now are helping him develop new skills because back in the day when he was riding the you know riding the level has changed so much you could always you can almost compare it to MotoGP when Marquez came mm. you know he changed he was a game changer and yeah. it's exactly the same with Nigel his level of riding from when he rode to where the kids are doing now he's learning off them it's, it's absolutely fantastic yeah, I mean, like, uh, it's an interesting point that when Marquez came on the scene, he was a freak. He was an alien. Yeah. I mean, they called him the alien. He, he did things that nobody ever did. And now everyone's doing that and raising the bar, aren't they? It's yeah, like yeah. he's almost become the old school Rossi yeah. who's still capable, but, you know, he's going to have to fight to compete with these this new breed. It's phenomenal. Yeah. The, the skill levels yeah. across the board just, and, and everything oh, oh, oh. now is just going up. Yeah, wow, stunning. Oh, I think a lot of that has to do with organizations such as yourself you you look you look at the 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 Rossi academy you look at where well, everyone's got academies now where they're they're passing on all that knowledge and skill that they've yeah. taken years and years to to learn and to build up well they just pass it straight on to a younger generation who get it so much quicker and uh, and, and things just develop don't they yeah, they have new abilities. I don't know where it comes from, but uh, these, <laughs> these kids seem to be able to do things as old ones can. So apart from apart from you guys, apart from Zip Top Racing, is there any, and obviously there's the British Talent Cup, is there anything else in the UK that, that does what you do? Um, well, yeah, you've got uh, the Michael Laverty uh, Academy. So there is an academy there. Right. Um, from the mini bikes, I hadn't um, heard they, of that before. So they've got quite a few riders now uh, in the BSB, and also have their first MotoGP team as well. So you oh. know that gives us something to aim for. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so, so yes, but there's not really. Um, and um, I probably would say, you know, the, the fact is. It, it's money it's putting money mm. behind it so I mean us as a team everyone, we fund everything ourselves um, we've had some cracking help this year with some with some sponsors come on board and things um, but everything else is funded basically by the families and the parents of the riders you're kidding um, what, so what, you two families no, fund everything so no 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 so, so, so basically um the individual families fund their individual riders and what we've done along the way is helped out with getting sponsorship to help out with it. It's mainly products, basically things that, things that cost and um, that, that are ongoing costs throughout rounds, like knee sliders and things like that, oil mm. changes and things. So mm-hmm. we've managed to get some sponsors in place that can help with things like that, the ongoing costs. Cause that's, that's the thing. If we can keep the ongoing costs down, 
you know these these people can come and race and, and be a part of this. So yeah, you know, in the future, maybe something that we'd like to look at. We'd 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 love to take this name bigger and have almost like what you say in academy, but it is a path for me. I'd like something to bring youngsters through that they can see a vision at the moment that zipped up racing can come from mini bikes to Benzie to BSB. Um, and and next year we'll have all three of them stages. Um, so yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult, but at the minute everybody funds their own riding, uh, and we help out with some support basically. What what are you looking at then to fund to fund a season racing for one rider? What, what is it possible to have like a ballpark figure that that this is what you sort of need? Um, well, once you've got the bike. Get the get the, the main the main part out of the way. All right. So so what would um, the bike cost then? Just just for the bike. So at the at the moment, um, you'll find at the end of each season there'll be a lot of the Ninja three hundreds come up for sale. Mm. Maybe some four hundreds actually this year because there'll be a new one coming out. So you'll be looking at to put into perspective when we started, we managed to buy each one of our bikes for three and a half thousand pounds. Wow. And that came that came with tires and spare set of fairings, basically, and and a few bits and bobs. So, you know, it it it's it's reasonable. Um, mm. But when you look at where people are coming from riding mini bikes and things, it's quite yeah. a big cost. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and then you've got your entry fees, so you're looking around four thousand pounds for your entry fees, four and a half for the year. Four and um, a half grand. A, Jeez. Yeah, so it's around. It works. It's around five, just under five hundred pound around, basically. But that's wow. your complete Saturday practice, uh, Friday practice, qualifying, and two races on the Saturday, and then two races on the Sunday as well. So you do get a lot of time, a lot of riding, basically. And the club put on such a good event, um, you can't fault it. Um, so you've got that. Then you've got tyres. So, but then mm. you, your tyres look at. So we did quite well on tyres last year um, uh, because the boys weren't running out of pace where they're destroying them, and the bikes haven't got the power to be putting that much traction through. Basically, so, so yeah, yeah, they do wear quite well. Um, so uh, last year for us, we could probably get away with um, two meetings a set of tyres. Wow. Um, this year, now the kids are really pushing on. We could, <laughs> we could probably do two rears and a front over a weekend. Yeah, victim of your own success, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we've got we've got to keep them safe on the track, so we need to put the, put the right tyres on. Really, and um, what's also really nice is that the category we're in is a controlled class, so everybody runs the same tyres. Um, so at, at Benzie, have a deal with um, Rod Harwin, who basically runs tyre support and things at the track um, with them, that we get them at a discounted price. Right. Um, so it's around £200 a set of, of tyres, basically. What, what tyres um, are they then? What, what's the control tyre? Uh, so we're running Dunlop tyres this year. Uh-huh. Um, and they are just a road tyre, um, just for the Ninja 300 and 400, basically. So it's okay. not a particular race tyre. So it does keep the cost down a little bit. What what um, one's that then? What one's that is run? Do you know? It's a B or I'm sorry, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll put you on the spot. I'll get it by the end of it. I'll get I'll get it by the end of it. Um <laughs> but it's um yeah, it is it is a controlled tire. So we all win the same. Um 
they all they run a controlled map as well, basically for, for on the dyno. So each bike has to be just under um, forty-seven brake horsepower, basically. Forty-seven. So, yeah. So the year before, uh, hang on, was 12, I, I got I got spanked by forty-seven brake horsepower. Forty-seven brake horsepower. <laughs> yeah. Or if it oh, wow. la- I mean, last year when it was a twelve-year category, the twelve-year-old, the preteen class, won thirty-seven brake, and um, so they were they were ten brake horsepower down behind the rest of it. Thirty-seven to twenty-seven. Oh, sorry, actually, sorry, I'm telling you wrong. It's thirty-seven. So you actually got banked <laughs> by thirty-seven. Last year, Nelly was on uh, twenty-seven brake horsepower. Oh wow. Jeez. So, so yeah, I've, 30, got, 30, I've got 135 on the GS and I still yeah, get spanked. Yeah, so this is what I was saying about how much corner speed these boys can yeah, carry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but these particular same particular bikes are running at BSB and they're running around 50 brake horsepower. Right. So it shows they're governed down for this class. Um and it makes it it does make it safer and it does make it more interesting. Um, you know, some really good battles because it comes down to rider ability and skill and not horsepower. Yeah, I bet, I bet. We're also sponsored by Ultimate Add-ons. Now, Ultimate Add-ons specialize in mobile and action camera mounts and cases. They are dustproof, waterproof, impact-proof. You find a case for your specific phone, and then you pick whatever mounting solution you would like from the multitude available over on their website. I actually use the Helix Strap Mount. That's the one I've used for about the last, it's almost five years now. Nearly five years I've been using this stuff. But yeah, I use the Helix Strap Mount. That comes from their bicycle section. It just allows me to quickly and easily connect it to just about any bike out there. Find out why right magazine gives ultimate add-ons their coveted best buy certification keep riding this winter with ultimate add-ons it's all about the journey if you head to ultimateaddons.com, so that's ultimate with a d d o n s at the end ultimateaddons.com, use the code teapot1 with the number 10 teapot110 you'll get 10 percent off their entire range um, dude, how about we we tackle some questions? There's a couple of questions. I was quite late. My fault. I do apologise. I was quite late <laughs> in posting up, but we we've got a couple of questions to okay. to um, go through, and we'll see where that takes us. So I'll do the Patreon ones first, folks. So that's uh, patreon.com forward slash teapot one. Feel free to join. It's much appreciated. First one, Louise Warsfold. Hi, Bruce and Peter. Firstly, I can't make Donington Park, so if my name is drawn, please redraw for someone who... Ah, this this brings us on. Uh, okay. You have a couple yeah. of free um, tickets for World Superbikes. We'll cover that in a second, right? We'll, yeah, because we'll... there's a story behind that. that there is, us, there is a story. That brings us to our other rider, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Louise's question. Other than money, what do you think is the biggest hurdle that prevents more women getting involved with motorsport? I say motorsport in general, not just motorbikes. Thanks for the support you all provide, and I hope Marianne is back on track soon. Overtaking Bruce on track isn't that great an achievement. Thanks. Cheers, Louise. Um, Yeah, Marianne. Marianne's basically one of your riders, isn't she? She had a massive crash recently, which we will cover in a second. Um, Other than money, what do you think is the biggest hurdle that prevents more women getting into motorsport? Um, Well, at the minute, I'm I'm not seeing a hurdle because there's more and more women starting to to appear in the paddock. Totally agree. Um, and, And I think it's amazing and and exactly why we, we've 
brought Marianne on, onto the team because we want to show that what we can do with the boys, we can do with the girls because, um, you know, they're just as good. Mm-hmm. Just as good. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't see um, hurdles there at the moment. They seem to have all been broken down. And I'm pretty sure I saw today, I don't know what it was, but I've seen something pop up on Facebook that the, the first uh, woman pole position's just been um, achieved today by a, a car racer. So, wow. um, yeah, so we, we we actually had it at uh, British Superbikes with um, Charlotte Macuso in the um, in the Junior Cup on the 400. She actually started pole position in one of the races. So she's the Brilliant. first female motorcycle rider to start at pole. So the hurdles seem to have... Um, I totally agree with you. I think I think the hurdle now, I think the hurdle now within biking, within almost I'm not going to say I'm not saying everything's too generic, but certainly within biking, I think the hurdle is 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 down to you personally. You know, whoever that is, if you think there's a hurdle, then it's probably something to do with you because the industry. More, the motorcycle industry, from racing right through to private bikes and the stuff I deal with, it is so pro-woman in biking that as a bloke, certainly as an old fat bloke, um, <laughs> you, you're, you're at the bottom of a big list. You know, they, they are pro-discriminatory towards women in biking. Uh, and I think now is the time. You know, there's never been a better time for women to get into biking, for sure. Um like you, I don't think there really is a hurdle because in the private world, I've heard I've heard people say, well, manufacturers should, should design bikes that are, you know, smaller, lighter to accommodate women. But I don't agree with that because, no. you know, there's, I can't remember the lady's name, but there's an American lady, five foot two, and she can pick a fully stacked GS adventure. She can pick that up and she races it, you know, yeah. like off-road, she can race it. And I think... It's just down to technique. You know, I know I'm six foot three, 20 stone, but I'll struggle to pick a GS up, you know, fully loaded if I don't use the proper technique. And the proper technique, anyone can lift that bike up. Anyone from like 12, 13 years of age. If you use the proper technique, you'll lift that bike up. And it's down to you to learn that technique. That's sort of my point of view. Controversial. No, no, 100%. It it definitely... um... I agree. There's and in racing, there's a lot of role models out there now for 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 women, for sure. You know, you got Marianne Costello, you've got uh, 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 you got Jenny Tinmouth. Oh yeah. my God, there's a whole load of youngsters all coming through now, isn't there? The youngsters it, it, are loads of levels. Are. Yeah, if definitely. You just look, if you look at the junior supersport class at, at BSB, the you know there's multiple female yeah. riders there now. And they're mm. all coming through the ranks. They're all doing really well. Yeah. Um, you've even got Chloe Jones that's now yeah. jumped up into the 600 class. And, mm-hmm. you know, we know Chloe really well. She's a, she's a lovely girl. Um, so, yeah, you watch this space. They're, they're getting better. Um, yeah. it's there's, I don't see a hurdle. It's down, it is down, like you say, it's down to the rider. Totally. Um, and I, yeah. I, I see, I hear from women that they say, you know, they, they find like track days and things like this all quite intimidating at times. Not all women, but some 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 women say, oh, I find it quite an intimidating environment. And I say, well, I find it an intimidating environment. You know, like 
as I said, six foot three, 20 stone geezer. I'm quite intimidated when I turn up at a track just for a track day because it's a very testosterone filled environment, isn't it? It's like any sport. <laughs> it, it, it is. So it's down to you to sort of, you know, get on with it, grab the bull by the horns, get out there and get on with it. And yeah. once you open yourself up to, to, to everyone that's there, everyone is so welcoming, aren't they? Yeah. I think it is in any motorsport. It's, um, it just seems everybody is willing to help. Everyone will give you advice. It's, yeah. it's just a, such a nice nice thing to be around. I mean, my my dad comes with us. He absolutely loves motorbikes. Um, yet, from a young age, I was not allowed a motorbike. Not at all. If I want a motorbike, I need to move out. Sounds, sounds familiar. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, literally. But... To you know, true to his word, as soon as I passed my test, moved out, wanted to buy a bike, he helped me fund it. And Brilliant. what we're doing now with the racing, you know, they, they his name's Terry, and they call everybody calls him GT, Granddad Terry, um, <laughs> because he he's like our mascot. And I absolutely love him, and um, and he'll talk to them and anybody. But it, you know, that just shows you what the motorcycle world's like. He mm. he 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 knows nothing about motorcycle racing. He'll be out there talking to the best of them and they will acknowledge him and they'll talk to him. And you know, everyone is lovely. And mm. I just it, it makes it all worthwhile at the end of the day. Um, yeah. it's just such a nice place to be around. The the paddock is a very competitive environment, it's a very competitive world, but it's it's a family for sure, isn't it? Exactly. It, it, it really is. Pe- people are really close in there because I think to an extent, because of the risks, the potential risks that are involved, everyone appreciates that. Everyone's aware yeah. of that. Everybody knows what the riders in particular are laying on the line when they're going to do it. Everyone, everyone puts the same sacrifices in personal and family life, financial, every, everybody's sort of making the same sacrifices, aren't they? Yeah. To, to be there on the grid. Yeah. And we're all there to to race. We're all there to watch racing. So you know, for us, we've got we've got competitors that we help. We've got people that are battling our team that we help. It makes no difference. We want to see all these kids, riders, adults. We want to see them on track. So you know, if we can help get them on track, that's the whole point. We're there. You right. know, it, all the love in the world. You wouldn't want to see somebody missing out. So the whole paddock comes to life. I mean they'll put tunnel announcements out. Somebody needs this part for this bike and yeah. people will come and help. You don't even know who they are, but they'll, they'll come and help. So, yeah. you know, it's just a love for racing. That is that that's what it is. Paddock life is amazing. Like you say, it is one big family. Absolutely. Um, so Marianne, Marianne McCartney. Okay. Hello, Marianne, if you're watching or listening. Um, okay, who's Marianne and why has she come up in this so, conversation? <laughs> so, young Marianne, um, we'd watch, so, so me and myself and Barry keep an eye on what's going on in the, the minibike world as well. And we'd see Marianne pop up in the minibike world. And she was a bit of a trier because uh, she she liked to crash, um, <laughs> as she's just shown us. And um, uh, she came this year, the start of this year, basically to come and ride with the boys in the uh, in the 300, 400 class. Um, and, and bless her, we, we, we've watched that at the first couple of rounds. Uh, and even even Gary from the Superbike School was at rounds with me, and we'd watched her at Silverstone. And we'd both pointed out that her style is 
lovely. Honestly, she's got such a really nice style. And, it's just and natural. Again, she's not being just, coached or trained or no, anything. No, just, just, just completely natural. Wow. And she's got such a drive and, and ability. So, you know, your question before about hurdles, it, it is down to the rider. This, this, this particular young lady has such a passion and a drive to to be as good as she can be. And unfortunately, at the last round, there was um there, there was a grid start incident and she got caught up in it quite badly and um completely destroyed her bike and had to be cut out of her levers and all her gear and taken to Grimsby um, Hospital. Um, so hence why we were doing the fundraiser and trying to help our family out and, you know, donating a, some tickets to, to people that basically are willing to help and, and the support has been phenomenal. It really has. I mean, oh. as a team, we clubbed together the previous weekends. We we had a, a bike that Jake decided to blow the engine up when he first started riding. <laughs> and we'd, we'd kept it. So the only thing that was salvageable on Marianne's bike was the engine. So luckily, the the team all got together and um, last weekend and we built, we built her a bike. And awesome. We, had her back out at the Superbike School at Donington this this week, just gone basically, and she was back out there rebuilding her confidence, ready for the next round. So, is yeah, she okay I, herself, I, like physically? Because she was on crutches, she, she quite yeah, a bad so, crash, wasn't it? Yeah, so she damaged a lot of uh, tissue and muscle basically in her right leg. But um, yeah, it, it, it's uh, she's on. She's having a lots of physio and stuff at the moment. Um, she was in a lot of pain actually um, riding the other day, but you know. She just grin and bear it and, and yeah, push yeah. through. But the, the main thing it was um, mentally, she, she's back in the right place where she needs to be and ready for the next round. So, you know, I, I, I can't thank everyone enough for the support that people have donated to her. And um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I, and I truly believe it's because, you know, these they were only young kids and they're out there doing it and, and just loving life and mm. and people actually enjoy watching what they do so absolutely yeah so in relation to marianne uh you have we'll do the draw later on but yeah. you've got two tickets for the donnington round of the world superbikes which is is that 15th to 17th of july uh, is that this weekend it's actually this weekend yeah oh, jesus it's this comes, weekend it comes with pit passes and uh oh, wow. yeah so yeah, so and to be fair, what what is a really nice touch is young Nelly, young Nathan Ellis Ward actually won these for being Rider of the Day at the Superbike School. Oh, um, cool. You know, and he himself, he, he himself came up with the idea and said he'd like to help Mariana. And the only way he can see of doing it is you know putting these up for people that donate will give them an opportunity to win it. So you know, he's oh, 13, 13 year old boy, and you know, good lad. He, Really, really good, really good. So, you know, that's the team coming together. These kids absolutely, you know, love each other to bits, and they they help each other out. I can't. It make it makes what we do worthwhile. It really does, and it brings a smile to my face all the time. Fantastic. How how is how is the GoFund? Because I posted up on me on my social. How's the GoFundMe doing? Yeah, doing I think okay? I think they're I think they're up to something like twelve hundred pounds, which is you know oh, phenomenal. Wow, okay. That's you know that's what that. That to us, that that's covered exactly what she needs: leathers, helmet, boots, gloves. Um, hundred percent. Honestly, it's it's such a big help. Do you um, not have a kit supplier then at the moment? No. So we no no. So everything. So we work with a really good company actually. Um, 
I don't know if you can see, are RBS. So mm-hmm. they're a company in Pakistan. And it's it's quite an interesting story because we thought, oh, we'll get some team leathers. When the when the boys were in the mini bike scene, we thought we'll get some team leathers. And we'll, we'll, you know, we don't want to spend lots of money. Um, so you know, we saw this company from Pakistan advertising and, and we thought we'd get them. They'll be absolutely fine for the mini bikes. They're not going fast enough that they'll be all right. But to be fair, when they arrived, um, they are absolutely fantastic. Um, we had we had them checked by uh, a lady that actually supports um, young Nathan Ellis Ward. Um, Aspire, Aspire, I think it's Aspire um, Leathers um, in Matlock, and you know they they do all types of leathers. Basically, uh, they do repairs the lock, and we took the leathers to her, and she basically said they are fantastic. The stitching, everything is brilliant. So. We now use wow. that company for the big bikes and we get completely custom made leathers basically. So we've upped the ante this year and we've gone for kangaroos, a bit a little bit lighter and stretchy panels for the airbags. Um uh yeah, so you know each rider funds their own kit basically. We've just brought the people and the companies in place to to help us out with a, a bit of discount. Um so yeah, so we we don't we're not funded anything. Um would you Everybody be interested pays. in one? What a, 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 what a funder. <laughs> a, a kit supplier. <laughs> we, we would absolutely love any help available to the team. Um, right. Okay. Well, I've got um, one in mind. But if there are any others out there who anyone's got any contacts with or you think they might be interested in, point them in this direction. Send them the link to the audio podcast. Send them the link to the YouTube video. Let's get let's get zipped up racing backed up here. Let's yeah. let's sort it out. You know, it, it would be amazing. It really would because you know the the vision we've got. Mm. Um, it's growing. The speed it's growing. Um, it'd be amazing to get people on the journey with us and look back in a few years' time and think, you know, wow, look where we are. Um, but the, the, it's got huge potential, hasn't it? It, it has massive potential. Because there, there's undeniably a lot of talent in the UK. We've seen that through the past, you know, X amount of generations at BSB and at, at World Supers and at even MotoGP level. There's Brits. There are Brits out there with incredible talent. But it's just a question of nurturing that and getting it through and also grabbing hold of it at a young enough age, as you've pointed out, and and, and developing it. It's fine with it. And the yeah. path that we're creating helps that younger talent come through that necessarily like I said haven't got the funds or the knowledge um, mm-hmm. so we, if we can find that talent that we think you know has a chance then we're going to help and guide them through right right to the top right to, honestly yeah. absolutely um, I mean the the, the not buzzword that's the wrong word um, the concern within the motorcycle sector certainly for the last decade or more has been how do we attract more youth into biking because everyone's getting older you can see it everyone's gone from sports bikes to naked bikes to adventure bikes you know we're now i would say the vast majority of the biking sector in the uk is 30 plus and they're all moving on to adventure bikes and and that's how it is so what's coming through what's coming through in the next wave and i think the way we attract people in is we get them at a young age and you know what better way than showing a kid with a dream 
from somewhere in the UK, if you've got that talent and it's a recognisable talent, there's a path through into racing where eventually you can work your way up to the very top level. Yeah, exactly. And it's not just, as you said, sorry to interrupt, but it's not just, as you pointed out earlier, because mummy and daddy can, you know, finance it. Because let's not, Let's not beat around the bush. A lot of the top level riders, they're, they're paying for rights. You know, it's because they've got a financial backing that allows them to get that right. Well, yeah. you know, not everybody's in that, not everyone's in that position, are they? So if, if we can get hold and identify this talent at a young age, nurture it, build it, develop it, and bring it through the system, I think it's awesome. I think it's fantastic what yeah. you're doing. Yes, my goal is to develop the next Cal Crutchlow. Mm. Uh, exactly that, you know. Um, I knew I, I I grew up with Cal. Cal Cal lived on my, my estate and was a couple of years younger than me at school. And um, you know, it, it, he's a very good example of uh, a British rider. But even Cal had to go off to Spain to yeah. ride. So yeah, yeah. Um, but that, but that's it. That that is the that is the end goal. Let let's find some of this raw talent and help them come through, and and reach the top. You know, maybe one day that top racing could produce the next Cal Crutchlow. Mm. Um, you know, that would be amazing. Um, Have you approached them? us? Have you contacted Cal? Who Cal? God, yeah. Cal's Cal's a superstar now. You know, he's uh, he, he's way up there. But you never know. Um, his dad still lives on the same estate, and my 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 mom and dad still talk to his mom and dad. So, you know, you, you never know. <laughs> Honestly, Peter, Peter, there's one thing I've realised doing, even just doing this podcast, is that if you don't ask, you don't get. You know, I've 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 had amazing guests, yourself included, but I've had amazing guests on this podcast who never on a month of Sundays would I ever be in a position to have a conversation with. And the only reason it's happened is because, you know, either myself or somebody else has said, what about you want to have a chat with this chap, you know, and, and if you don't ask it, you don't get. So if anyone out there knows Cal or any member of Cal's team or his family, please share this They'll with still him. remember me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cal, please. Pete, would love well, to hear dad, from you, mate. My dad was his football coach manager, so he definitely still remember us. <laughs> there you go. Come on. He was a good you, football player as well. Oh, Cal, you've got history, mate. Come on, get behind yeah, it. Yeah, get behind yeah. it. But I tell you what, the, like getting onto that point there, I, I actually had it with myself uh, l- last week that um, RNG support us and um, uh, Jack, who I deal with for RNG, actually said, mm-hmm. Pete, you don't ask for anything. And I said, no. I said that, that my team, the team's not about that. We we don't ask. So uh, for me, um, to know people truly want to help and get involved are the people that in- actually believe in the vision and what we're doing. And yeah. I don't feel I need to ask anything if people believe that, basically. And mm. and where we've got today is that people believe in the vision and seeing what we're doing and think we're doing a great job. So, yeah, I, I struggle with asking. I know you say ask. Oh. If you don't ask, you don't get. I really do struggle with asking for help. Um, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do believe, it for you. Yeah, you do it for me. But then again, look, me and you had a chat. I told you my story and vision and look where we are. We're here today. So uh, Absolutely. You know, like, we, I mean, it, 
this is the very least I can do. You know, if I if I was in a position to financially help and 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 back, I, I would. But you know, if if I can help spread the word for you just by doing this podcast, then one hundred percent. That's exactly what I'll do. And you know, if if you want to do something in my vids or social media content, you know, we come and they can they can mug me off on track again. <laughs> <laughs> then, then by all means. Um, but you know, I, I'm I'm kind of like you. I'm I'm the same. Like I don't. I don't like to be the one putting my hand out at all. You know, we're all proud, aren't we? We've all got pride. We don't want that. But I also am very aware of, if you don't ask, you don't get in this world. And well, that's not strictly true. Occasionally, some sort of angel appears, don't they? And and (laughs) presents an opportunity for you. I I get that. That does happen. But, you know, to expedite things, sometimes you just have to go, can anyone help here? And there's nothing wrong with asking for help at all. Yeah. So yeah. if anyone can help, I've got a few names in mind that I will speak to you and hopefully we'll be able to put you in touch with. Um, yeah. Then, yeah, then, you know, every foot up is a, is a plus, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, any help in the future would be amazing. What, awesome. what, what I would like is, a, is a, a really professional, secure plan have given a path to these kids and Mm -hmm. you know if we can get things like that in place and you know have a a true structure to it um it'd be amazing it really would um it's not it i don't believe it's it's been done from the grassroots before and you know the club bemsy are behind us because they can see what we're doing and um yeah it's just phenomenal the support we've got from the people above us it is really good so you know, everything we do is just from the heart. So it's, yeah, you're just, just real people living a dream. That's that's all we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Mint. Right, got another question for you. Adam86, hi all. What are the challenges of being involved in nurturing new British talent for motorcycle racing? It seems we're seeing less coming up to the top level in MotoGP and World Superbikes, even British Superbikes. Is it hard to get support or funding for what you're doing? And finally, excuse me, just how many youngsters do you have showing an interest these days where social media seems to rule? Lots of questions so, there. Lots of questions there. We've covered quite a bit of that, actually. We have, yeah. Um, but um, no, no, it's, it's exactly right what he's saying. We, we don't seem to bring enough through. Um, straight away, money is yeah. one of the main factors. Um, Do you think that's once, the biggest the, the biggest barrier, uh, fi- well, finances? Once you go to that next level, once you get to that BSB level, it, it's it, you need plenty of money to to do it. And it, and the thing is, if you're going to go to that level, you need to you need to have money behind you to compete at the top. Um, I, I truly do not believe that it's worth going to that level and not being able to run at the front. Um, it's one these are still kids and it's demoralizing running around at the back if they're going up to that level mm-hmm. um two you need to make them run at that level we need to be giving them tires we need to be not running on scrubs we they need to have the best gear to be running at the front yeah yeah um and and for me and this is why this is why we work with benzie as well is you know if you're at the front of benzie is such a high um, class of riding. When you go to BSB, you are going to be a good way up that field, basically. Mm. The ability that they're riding at now, it, 
is putting them in good stead to move up, basically. So, yeah, it's that's that's that he's dead right. It's um, it, we're not producing and it does mainly come down to money, I believe. There's a lot of young talent out there, and there's a lot of young talent that will stay in club racing, and it's just the fact they have not got the funds or the support to move to that next level. Um, and it's such a shame, and that's why our team's about let's let's find a way, you know, let's let's bring other people in to help us because these the families we work with, the riders we work with, they've not got the funds and the ability that are high enough to, to, to get to that level. Yeah. So as a team, we want to give them a path to get to that level and introduce people that can help them with that, basically. Um, that, that's the only way I can see it. And that that is my vision, um, to give these kids a chance and, and help them. Because to be fair, you know, the world runs on money these days. And it, it does. Got it. it does. Like, okay then. Okay. So to get, to get a young star involved, I know we sort of, we initially addressed this, but I don't think we came up with a figure. Um, okay. Let's just say, right. There's 13 year old young stars showing some promise, showing some talent there. What sort of figure are we looking at to get them through Let's just say the first season. Are we talking five grand, ten grand, fifteen grand? What what, what sort of money if, are we looking at? If you said they were looking at a brand new bike with tires, fuel, entry fees. No, let's just fuel. say a bike that's going to get them in and they can compete. Okay. Right? okay. There's no point in giving someone like a Bugatti Veyron <laughs> if they've not got the skills. As you, do you know what I mean? Like let's yeah, exactly. let's have a, a realistic bike. Realistically, yeah. what sort of figure are we looking so at for them to compete would, in a season? So you do you would be able to do a full season um, for, for under fifteen grand. Okay. Still yeah. a big chunk of money, man. It is it? a big. It's a big chunk of money at that level. Really yeah, definitely. Is. Especially when you've got. I mean, how many how many youngsters have you got now? Four or five. Well, we've got Nathan Ellis Ward, Jake Marsh, um, Zach Weston, Mary Ann, um, and we've got old Nigel. <laughs> oh, old and Nigel. myself this year. <laughs> Are you racing as well? Yeah. So, so, so you got long, six of you racing. Long story short, was um, because we are moving to BSB next year, and we will have the Benzy team and the BSB team. Oh, we'll be flicking between the pair. Um, at, and it is a dream of mine to always race. And yeah, yeah. There's n- if I didn't do it this year, I would never get to do it ever. Brilliant, man. Uh, and all and, and and like I said before, all the scariness was taken away because I did a full year with the team last year. Yeah. I know exactly what to expect. Um, and honestly, it's absolutely amazing riding alongside these kids. Um, and now the boys have actually seen that I actually can ride a motorbike and. Uh, I've got a newfound respect from them, which is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you heard of Patreon? Have you heard of Patreon? Yes. Yeah. Do you have a Patreon page for Zip no, Racing? No, no. Why not? So this is so we're not very good. My lad runs the social media, and um, is that Jake? Me. Jake runs the social media. Jake, yeah. J- uh, Jake, are you there? <laughs> he is there, but I've got Stick your, your head earphones. In. I've got Stick your head in the camera. Go on. Jake, put yeah. your head in the camera, mate. Come on. Right, right. Let people see you. <laughs> Hello, hey there, Jake. You're right, pal. Yeah, Mug not too off. bad. Mug me off royally at Cadwell. Um, Jake, 
Right, uh, Patreon. Get yourself a Patreon page set up ASAP, mate. Honestly, okay. I I was told to set one up, and I held off for probably six months before I did it because I thought, why would anyone? Why would anyone do this? I don't know why anyone yeah. would 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 pay any money to me. People are amazing. People are awesome. I couldn't do what I do without the Patreon support I have. It's blown me away. It it literally keeps a roof over my head. Set yourself up a Patreon page and, you know, even if even if it generates 100, 200 quid a month, it's it's a set of tires for somebody. It's something. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's easy to do. It's 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 free to do. Just get it done, mate, honestly. Set up a Patreon okay. page. And then once you have done, do something on your socials about it and tag me. Tag Teapot1 in yeah. it and I'll share it for you. And hopefully we can awesome. get you some some followers on there. All right, bud? No worries. Yeah, awesome. That's sound, mate. All right. Good That's man. <laughs> right. There make- you go. Spoke to the, spoke to the tech. <laughs> awesome. Make sure he sets a Patreon page up. Honestly, like I say to him, I, I, I have been humbled beyond words at the support I get on Patreon. Most of my income every month is is off of Patreon, off of you folks on Patreon. So I, I couldn't do this full time without the support. And I didn't think anyone would be interested in it. When I was, you know, a mate of mine said, why don't you set up a Patreon page? And and I thought, why would anyone, why would anyone like pay to, to support me when they can watch it for free on YouTube? But people are amazing. People are awesome. And if, if you show if you show that you've got commitment to something, you've got a passion for something, people will support that. You know, you you will find your tribe, you will find your community, yeah. and people will do it, I'm sure. And as I said to Jake, even if it's 100, 200 quid a month, it's a set of tires. Do you know exactly. what I mean? It's something, yeah. and it all helps. You can't, yeah. what I've learned in having, having moved to this world, self-employed world, is that you can't rely on one income stream. You have to have lots of different paths of yeah. income coming in every month in order for you to to get by and, and make a go of it. Yeah, that's no, brilliant. And it's all new to us. You know, we didn't expect any of this. And, um, you know, it's just grown and grown and grown. So um, hopefully we can do everyone proud. And, and like what you were saying there, we anyone that wants to get involved will come along, then we'll gladly get them tickets to come to any other rounds. And because the kids automatically get a garage position. So we always have two garages together at the rounds. Um, mm-hmm. So people are more than welcome to come to the pits, get on the pit wall, be part of it and really get a sense and a feel um, for what racing's about. Um, because, you know, we've invited so many people along uh, that, would never expect how good it is or, yeah. or or the feeling and sensation you get being around a race team and seeing yeah. what goes on in that garage and that paddock. It's um yeah, there's a lot of emotions uh, and it's it is such a life. buzz, isn't it? It's yeah, it I, really is. I had some mates that did the the no limits rookie series. Yeah. Um I wait, how how long is this? It's about an hour and fifteen minutes, I'll mention it. When I did my around the world trip and I came back, yeah. um some mates of mine had always said they wanted to race, they wanted to race. And I'd always said I wanted to travel, I wanted to travel. I went off and traveled. And when I came back, my my mates were like, Well, fuck it, you you did your thing, so we're gonna go for it. So they started racing in the No Limit series, and um I came back and sort of just got involved with them. I was doing like the social media and website and all that sort of stuff. And it's awesome. It, I mean, that's where I learned. 
even at that level, it's like a family that's going on there. Right across the, you know, people are banging fairings and battling and pushing each other out the way on the circuit. But if anything happens, they're the first people to come running to your 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 pet, your garage and yeah. go, what do you need? Let's get the bike back up and running for you. And it, and it is an amazing environment. And I think particularly for youngsters, it's it's almost like great lessons in life, isn't it? It's like yeah. showing you what commitment, what dedication, what perseverance, what what that can get you in life. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And bringing them up that way is how motorcycle racing Definitely. should be. Mm. Should be. Everyone's there to help. Everyone's there to have a good time. So, you know, there should be no animosity between Definitely. races. You know, our kids... You know, in that paddock and in that class, they they're enemies on track. A lot of them, you know, they're not giving any, they're not giving each other an inch. But as soon as they take that helmet off, they're all best of mates, yeah. And they have yeah, banter. Yeah. Do you know, that's what's really nice to see is once them kids leave the track, take their helmet off, and they're back in the garage. They all get on. They all help each other. They all give advice. They all talk about what's just happened. It's so good to actually be a part of that. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, can I ask then, uh, oh, shit, what was I going to say there? Oh, yeah, if if there's, you mentioned there that, excuse me, if somebody wants to see what it's like, if they want to get involved, how, how like, to come to a race and, and just see what, what's happening, get an idea as to what's involved there, how would they do it? How would they contact you? So if they contact us through either social media, the Instagram or Facebook, um, let us know uh, if what they'd like to come to. They can they can see if they go onto the the Bemsey page or they go onto the Zip Top Racing page. Um, it'll tell you what rounds we've got left. Um, and if they, it's something that they've got available, I'd like to come to. Just get in touch. We'll sort them out some tickets. We'll invite them along. We'll look after them with teas, coffees, hospitality. We just just come and be a part of it and, and just enjoy the experience because that that's what it is. It's you know you you could come to you could come to a race and have no interest in motorcycle racing, but I can guarantee once you leave, you'd have had the, one of the best weekends. It's um, it, it's not just watching the racing; it's everyone, the people around in that paddock. I mean. Each rider's family, they all play a part. They're all lovely. They, you know, I, I can't thank everyone enough that, that that's there. And without them, we wouldn't have one of the best weekends going racing, basically. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's amazing. So what's your website? Uh, it's iptopracing.co.uk. Okay. And then your socials, you've got Facebook, you've got uh, Instagram. You've also got TikTok yeah. as well, I noticed. Have we? <laughs> You're like, do we? Do we have TikTok? <laughs> we got TikTok. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have. <laughs> I, I'm on. I'm on TikTok, Jake. I'm on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, folks. I'll leave all the links down below. If you listen to the podcast, check out the show notes. If you're watching the vid, check yeah. out the vid description. Make yeah, sure, yeah. At, at the very least, you give them a little support there on the social media to get yeah, those numbers yeah. up. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Even things like that. You know, if we could get help on the social media side, that'd be amazing. Absolutely amazing. Because I do believe we've got enough content. It's just having time and knowledge to what to do with it. All right. So what if you would you would welcome someone who could maybe edit your content and produce stuff for social media? Yeah, that'd be honestly be amazing. 
that's that's a damn good idea, folks. If there's any if there's any eight year olds out there that know what they're doing, <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, anyone out there that, that's got the finger on the pulse with regards to social media, then drop Peter a line via the the website. Uh, again, links down below or any other social media and, and offer your services because I'm sure they will be gratefully received. I, I genuinely do believe, Peter, that that through this, through the biking community, we should have enough contacts to certainly ease things for you, whether that's financially or whether that's just people stepping up to to help promote, to help, you know, do, do some of your social media promotion, something. I'm sure yeah. people will step forward and help out here. But they just maybe need a little poke up the bum to get them to do it. That's all. Yeah, definitely. No, we're, we're, it'd be brilliant. We're all about help. That'd be fantastic. We, right, um, we got. Sorry, go on, go on. No, I was, just, I was just about to say we, you know, how we've been working is we can only go as far as as good as we are. And yeah. just to put into example this this year, um, mine and Barry's uh, ability and knowledge for motorcycle racing has got to a point this year where our kids are now at that ability and that speed and pace where we need a proper bike setup. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't know that we can give them everything to support them mentally, emotionally um, and, and from my riding, but um, on a, on a setup level, we, we, we struggle. So um, for us this year, we, joined forces with um uh, nw racing which is nick western racing so uh-huh. um and this is where young zach ha- has came to us so when, when i told you about young zach had been to british talent cup and then come and join the team well his dad and his team are unbelievable um so for them to want to be a part of working with us um has took us to the next level okay. they've now brought to the team bike setup and working with the individual riders and you know that was above me and barry so we're open to work with anyone that can help us go to that next stage um so for us to you know partner up with another race team to be able to take our team to the next level is what it's all about and uh, we we know we can't do it personally ourselves so we need to work with the people that that have the knowledge and, and the power to do it. So mm. yeah, that's just, I, that's a big shout and a big thank you to, to Nick Western racing because what they've brought to the team so far this year is um, unbelievable. And the changes they've made to the setups for the kids is um, second to none. So big thank you to them as well. Nice one. Nick Western racing. Good on you. Um, I've, I've been thinking while you were talking, just regard to finances, do you qualify for any sort of like lottery grants or anything for, in, in terms of like youth development? Is that, is that yeah. one way you I, could angle it? Yeah. You're not the first person to mention this. So right. it's something I need to look up into because, you know, from a, from a, from a youth side of it and, and, you know, we want to train these kids. So maybe, maybe there's a possibility that we, we can get some help because we, we it would be nice. We've, we've already looked into and started writing an actual school programme um, because like, as you know, what the California Superbike School do, it'd be absolutely awesome for us to not produce on the same level, but something similar that they could work up to a California Superbike School mm-hmm. on mini bikes. So if we could have yeah. our own training school on mini bikes for these kids, um, that would be amazing. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe it's something we can look into. 
Cool. And, and again, I suppose if, if anyone out there has any specific knowledge about this sort of stuff, would you be open to hearing from them? Yeah, def- definitely, honestly. Um, In regards to like writing business plans and and all this sort of stuff, because I, I mean, for me, it's it's like alien territory. I'm just like, what, what, <laughs> what, what what's this? Yeah, it, it is because what we've got is something that can really be developed, I believe. Mm. Um, and with the right people on board that could come in with these ideas and visions uh, alongside our vision, um, yeah, I, I think this, the sky's the limit, really. Um, Beautiful. As long as long as we keep that vision, that it's all about these kids and giving them a path. And you know, it, it's not about money. It, it, it needs to be about the kids' future and you know, just giving these kids a chance from the, from the ground up. So, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sadly, you know, the way the world works, it's it's money will facilitate yeah. you doing the things you want to do in order exactly. to to provide that service to them. It's like a necessary evil, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, we've got oh, we've got one yeah. we've got one more question, mate. Are you all right to you got yeah, time go for, for that? It. Yeah. So this is over on uh, t- on uh, Instagram, folks, which is at Teapot One Insta. Again, I'll leave the links for Zipped Up Racing and their socials down below. This one's from Carpin Matt. After the massive PR, oh, here we go. Oh, this could be topical. After the massive PR disaster at Northwest 200 and TT, what do you think Dunlop will do to not only get the public back on side, but riders too? I saw a few switch to Metzler for the TT because of the delaminations. This is interesting. I um, I get on well with Dunlop and I had a chat with him at the TT about this. Go on, what's your verdict? Well, on the tyres? Mm. Wow. We saw a lot of it. So we saw a lot of um, club races posting and things like that. Um, you know, and, and the main comment reply was, we're not riding on the roads. We're, we're not doing the speeds they're doing at that, yeah. at that constant pace. So, you know, we, we've all been running these tires for X amount of years. They're, you know, it's just, it doesn't apply to us at that level. Uh, we're not we're not pushing like them guys are pushing on, exactly. on normal roads. So, you know, we, you know, there were and I'm 100 saw it. There was people getting rid of tires left, right, and centre. But um, you know, for me personally, I I, I don't see that travelling down to to our level of riding using those particular tires. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think they have been caught short a little bit there because. You know, the, the, the bike development has progressed substantially where they're producing, you know, 200-odd plus mile an hour uh, road racing bikes. You know, it's it's phenomenal, the speeds and the power and the torque that these bikes are kicking out. But we don't get that. Like, like for any road rider out there, not road racer, road rider, Joe Bloggs like me and the vast majority of people listening and watching this, we are never, ever, 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 ever going to test any of those Dunlop tyres to the degree that these road racers do. The road racers test them to a higher level than even short circuit racers do. It's phenomenal what the road racers are putting those tyres through. And they use different tyres to what short circuit people do on the yeah. whole, don't they? So, I mean, I, I've had mates that have gone, oh, I'm never putting Dunlop on my bike again. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Well, you're an idiot. Why? It's never going to happen to you. But I did chat with Dunlop about this at the TT, and you know, it's an issue that they've got to address. It's like plainly at that level on road racing, the bikes, the bikes are now pumping out such performance that they're going to have to step up their tires for, for whatever reason. 
And I think that that will go across the the board in tire manufacturers. It's it's got to be developed, hasn't it? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. These there's not another race like it in the world. So no, you know, no. they're extreme levels. They need something. But then it is a PR disaster. But you know, beyond beyond a shadow of a doubt, it is a PR disaster. How do they combat that? I don't know. I mean. They cannot come out and say what I've just said, so I don't really, I don't really know, I don't really know how they combat that. But oh, I yeah. use I use Dunlop every day on my bike, and you know I've got no worries that I'm going to delaminate a tire on my GS. <laughs> it's never going to happen. If it did happen, then all right, I'd have something to say about it. But it's never going to happen. It's nothing to worry about. Um, yeah, Matt, I would just say, mate, if you're using Dunlop, don't worry about it. Uh, if you're not using Dunlop, give them a bash, see what you think. And, uh, <laughs> mate, I, yeah. I don't know what to say about it, to be honest. <laughs> right, dude, yeah. how about we do this draw for the tickets? Ah, okay. Okay. So we need, uh, one second, we need everybody that has donated. But it's shout out time again. We are also sponsored by the Influencer Store. Now, I've got a little spiel to read for them. The Influencer Store helps you build your brand, big or small, providing you with a solution and apparel. We help you to increase your fan base while supporting you with starting your own influencer clothing line with nothing more than just an idea or design, and there are no hidden costs. For more info, come check us out at theinfluencerstore.co.uk or drop us an email at online at influencerstore.co.uk for more information. Now, if you've bought any of my merch over at the teapot1.com website, little plug there, all my merch is handled by Roger and Charlotte over at the Influencer Store. They're a family-run business here in the UK. The reason I've gone with them is because I used to use the online stuff with like Spreadshirt, Teespring, those sorts of things, but the quality just wasn't there. You know, they'd fall apart after two or three washes. Their stuff's top quality, and I'm also helping British business. So check out influencerstore.co.uk for more information and a massive shout out to them for their support. And I've just got one shout out as always, folks, and that's to you, to each and every one of you out there who listen to the podcast or watch the podcast, who watch the vids over on the main Teapot One channel. Just thank you so much for all your support, for liking, for sharing across your social medias, for following on the social media. It's all a massive, massive help. It's been a big jump for me to go at this full time and uh, I couldn't have done any of this without all of your support particularly all of you over in the clan over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash teapot one I'm blown away by all your support and you basically allow me to do this full time so a huge huge thank you to each and every single one of you for all your support on there and I look forward to meeting up with you again throughout the year please just tell everybody you know tell them to listen to Brewtown all right, folks, let's get back to it. So, folks, if you if you didn't catch that earlier, basically we've got two, two uh, well, not we, they, Pete, and the Zipped Up Racing team, they have two tickets to the Donington Round this weekend, which is 15th to 17th of July at Donington Park, including pit passes. To be in with a chance of being drawn, you had to have donated to the GoFundMe for Marianne McCartney to try and get her back up and running. Um and lots of you stepped up to the plate. Uh, I posted up on my socials. Peter and the team have posted up on theirs. So there's quite a few people stepped up there. 
So what we're gonna, what Pete's going to do is he's just, just going to randomly draw. Yeah, one. I'm just going to go onto the GoFund page now. No worries. Um, so we we they started the GoFund page before we actually did this. So there's going to be some people in there that actually um, don't realise they're in a draw. <laughs> no problems, no worries. I've got quite a few from my socials who've said, "Look, I'm not available that weekend, but if I get drawn, please just redraw." So when the name is drawn. There might be a bit of a delay whilst I check socials and go, yeah or no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so we've got we've got quite a few in there actually. Nice one. Okay, so I tell you what, I'm gonna kind of do, Bruce. I'm just gonna scroll up and I'm gonna ask you when to stop. Stop. You ready? Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me, you, let me you, you tell first. me when you start and I'll go stop. <laughs> go on. You ready? Go. Stop. Okay, Alison Spooner. Alison Spooner. That name doesn't ring a bell for me. Let me check my Patreon. In fact, nope. Right, no. Alison. Job Alison, done. Alison Spooner. Quite a, a, a generous donation as well. So, um, yeah, thank you, Alison. Uh, we will get in touch with you through the donation page and um, get these tickets out to you in the post tomorrow. Fantastic, Alison. Thank you very much for all your support from Marianne and the team. And I uh, hope you enjoy the weekend. Nice one. <laughs> nice yeah. one, man. Dude, um, I mean, is there anything else you want to cover? Um, no. Well, the, the only thing um, really that uh, we touched base on it earlier that we, we're taking your Max Hardy to um, BSB at the last round, which is going to yep. be absolutely amazing. Um, and you touched on support and things. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, if if there is anyone out there who would like to support us, um, next year is going to be interesting. So what we developed with Bemzy last year from scratch, building the team, we are going to have to do it completely from scratch again at BSB. And mm. I know 100% it's going to be a lot harder, uh, a lot more learning, and we are basically going in the dark. So um, any help, advice, uh, anyone that wants to get on board, we are going from scratch, the Zipped Up Racer team, is going to be at BSB with our young rider, Max Hardy. Um, the plan will be to, to get him to do next year and we will be looking to enter a 600 rider as well. Not straight away, but if Jake pulls his finger out, it could be Jake. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the, the plan no will pressure. be... No, no pressure. pressure. No pressure. So the plan will be... So the plan is next year... Your Max Hardy will be on 400. Uh, the, the bikes there, we just need some support, really, which would be amazing. Anyone that wants to get involved, that can see what the team's doing and where we're going, um, yeah, get in touch. But, um, we, will be, we will be there and the team will grow like it has at Benzi at BSB. And so eventually... So that support, what, across all levels, financial, uh, circuit knowledge, setup knowledge, everything. Everything where we are open to everything, we are basically going there blind. Um, and you know, we've done it at Bemsey and we've proved we can do it, and people believe in what we believe in. So the help's been there. So I'm hoping, vice versa, um, we can do it at BSB. Um, you know, we've got the talent, your Max Hardy is amazing, um, his family are amazing, and we're all behind them. So, yeah, if we can support that and and build something special there, then we've ticked the next box for the riders 
at yeah. Benzie ready to come through because we've got young Nathan Ellis Ward and Zach Weston that are because of their age, they're two years away from moving to BSB. So if we can already have something built and set up ready for them, then you know you've got two young superstars ready to come through in two years' time. So this is exactly what our vision is. Let's produce the riders, let's give them every opportunity going and let's let's give them a path to the top. So yeah, if anybody wants to get on board and help us out in any way, then then please get in touch. Um I'm open to suggestions. Folks, I mean, come on. You've got to get involved with that for sure. If you if you've got the knowledge, if you've got the ability please drop them a line. Again, links will be down below in the show notes or vid description. Um, Peter, I think what you're doing is fantastic. I genuinely do. Uh, Chrissy, if you're listening, Dom, if you're listening, I'm going to be DMing you anyway (laughs) straight after this. Uh, If you've got any contacts, if you've got any knowledge to pass on, even if you want Peter and the team on your podcast, I think I think your podcast is going to be the better platform than mine personally because it is racing orientated. I think they'll be great on your podcast. I'd listen for sure. Um, again, drop my line. Links are all down below. Peter, thank you so much for coming on, mate. I really, really no, do appreciate you. it. It's been great. It was lovely to meet you and the team uh, at Cadwell for the California Superbike School and it's been great to chat with you tonight. Brilliant. No, it's been amazing, Bruce. Thank, thank you. Thank you for for believing in us, mate. <laughs> hey, it's the least I it's, it's it's the least I can do. I hope this helps in any way at all. Um, I genuinely do, genuinely do, and I look forward to seeing how how you guys do in BSB and Bemsey, and and hopefully one day when they're standing on the podium, I can go. <laughs> oh yeah, they mugged me off at Cadwell once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome in the garage anytime, mate. Well, I, yeah, I would love to. You know, even if I can. If it would help you guys for me to come and do some sort of vid around like a, a weekend with you guys, then I'll, I'll do that. Um, if it had helped to do any social media based around what you guys are up to, I'll, I'll help in any way I can, mate. Okay. Anything at all, just let me know. All right, dudes. Well, thank you very much for coming on, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this one. Again, make sure you check out Zipped Up Racing. The website details will be given down below. Make sure you follow them on all the social media. That really does help. With these guys, when they're trying to get sponsors, when they're trying to get corporate involvement, when they're trying to get other companies involved to see you know, to, to back them in any way, shape, or form, the first thing companies look at these days is what's your social media engagement like? What's your following like? What's your website traffic like? They will look at that. So it's a huge help just to follow to like to share to do all of that so make sure you do that for us right folks keep doing your thing hope you've enjoyed it there is lots to come in the podcast uh over the next coming months uh, I've, I've gone full out on the podcast so there's a lot coming keep doing your thing folks keep looking after those that you love get on out there whenever you possibly can look after those that you love but most importantly live your life Ooh-ah. Dude, that was awesome, mate. Really enjoyed awesome, it. Awesome, mate.